2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: All right, let's talk some college football with Daniel House. GophersGuru.com. I have the website up here right now. Your home for premium gopher football and university sports content. He's joining us now courtesy of the John Chuchicoa Baker Hotline. How you been, Daniel?
4: Lakes, just a routine day in college football, huh?
3: Just a routine day. You know, so before we talk Gophers, let's talk about the Michigan breaking news and how Coach Jim Harbaugh is uh, indefinitely going to be away from being a part of the games and being on the sideline. Uh, That's the way that they've suspended him right now, right? Like how it plays out with the courts. You know, you never know. He may be on the sideline tomorrow because there'll probably be some sort of injunction or there'll be like, there'll be a holding. We'll see how all that plays out. But we know what the ruling was today. Just your thoughts on that because I think that I like this because Michigan did what they did. They don't want to be held accountable for what they did. And when they're called on it, they're not denying that things happen. All they're doing is saying uh, their comeback is, well, we got stuff on Ohio State and other teams Uh, or other schools, institutions in the uh, conference. And so we'll tell on them, too, if you come down on us. I don't care if you come down on on everybody in the conference. Like, you did what you did, take ownership for it. And like Reese Davis and also Pete Thamel from ESPN mentioned earlier today when this news broke, these are not allegations. Like, this has been proven as to what happened. Your thoughts on just how today has played out?
4: The 13-page write-up that the Big Ten put out about the discipline that came down, everybody should go out and read it because it details exactly what led to the logic behind the suspension for the rest of the regular season. And what I found fascinating with it was the spreadsheet that the NCAA shared that detailed this elaborate scheme with Connor Stallions and how he set all this up and the future plans that he had for it the the takeaway was, though, that some language in here seems to indicate that they have significant new information that they couldn't share in this specific write-up due to confidentiality. So I think we're just at the beginning. This is the tip of the iceberg. The The key distinction here is when you go somewhere else in Advanced Scout, which you can't do, and take video, uh, that's really crossing quite the line.
3: And I think that it's just to me, it's, it's so telling, though, Daniel, that that Michigan is not ever refuting that a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. happened, right? Like, like they're saying that, yeah, well, Coach Harbaugh doesn't really like. Basically, they're trying to separate Coach Harbaugh from from um, from the uh, the stadium's character. But the bottom line is, is they benefited from all of the stuff that happened. For anybody to think that this gentleman went out to all these different games, did all this forms of scouting, bought all these tickets, had all of these accommodation stuff, and somehow some way Michigan didn't benefit or in any way, shape, or form and the program didn't benefit from all of that stuff, they're lying to themselves. You're about as gullible as anybody can be in terms of being gullible.
4: Well, yeah, and you look at Michigan's response back to the conference, you know, they're talking about how they didn't have evidence, enough time to review the evidence. Well, the Big Ten shot back in the 13-page response basically saying, you you know, you're briefed on a lot of this stuff, and there's definitely information that, that you're aware of, you know, what, what we have and what we don't have. And I think there's going to be a lot more coming out on this. You know, you talk to people in the business, and they all say, I mean, once you cross the line, mean sign-stealing happens, people are doing it on the film. They're looking at the TV copies, trying to get signed all the time, but... When you cross that line and you go into a stadium and you have an elaborate scheme where there's other people going to games like there's, there's people that he had hired out to go and take care of this and do video and then bring it back. And, I mean, it's just – I don't even think we've really got the full picture and the full scope of what's going to happen here. And when the NCAA puts out their discipline, that's when the, the, when the real hammer is probably going to drop.
3: Talking to Daniel House, gophergurus.com, here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, Daniel, let's talk gopher football. Um, I got to be honest with you. I did not. One of the things that I, look, I'm a gopher fan, love the gophers, grew up a gopher fan. But the one thing I don't like is when P.J. Fleck sticks his chest out when they win a game that they should win. But then he crawls up in the fetal position and gets defensive towards the media when he loses games that he shouldn't lose. I did not see or hear what his reaction was to losing to Illinois. Can you tell me what the – what basically what what occurred post-game? H- how did he respond?
4: Well, the main theme was execution, and that's been the case all year where you got to be able to try to finish out the game offensively. you got that second and seven where you're pulling on the zone read, and if you just pull that thing tight and go try to get the first down instead of bouncing out, the game's probably over. You get another first down, that third – and four pop pass that they tried was unsuccessful. If that's completed, you're able to bleed the clock out and probably win the game. But then, you know, PJ's asked about the play, the big explosive play at the end, and just, you know, safety's not getting adequate depth there. You know, their their deep halves weren't adequate. You get beat over the top. I mean, it, it was all explosive plays. When you go back and look at the game, you got that swing pass where you have an inadequate angle on the third level. It's these detail mistakes that are happening. You fumble the opening kickoff and put pressure on the defense almost instantly. They have not been able to play a complimentary game, and that was what P.J. was emphasizing in the post-game remarks. It's just special teams, offense, and defense all have to make the plays when they're available, and this year they haven't been able to do that. Mistakes in each area have had a ripple effect because this team has to play complimentary football. It's how it's built to be successful.
3: What does it say about the state of Gopher football as it stands right here today that they're going on the road to Purdue and they're the underdog? Purdue's not good.
4: I'm, I'm actually surprised by that line that they're an underdog, especially am too. With the way Purdue has been playing. I mean, I I was when I saw that come out, I, I had, I'm like. I think people are going to be running in Vegas for this because Minnesota should be able to pass the ball on this defense, I think. But, you know, Minnesota is one of those teams that likes to run the ball. I think you'll find a blend of both. It's the same type of defensive scheme they played last week, the man coverage heavy scheme. So you'll see a lot of stacks and bunches trying to get people open with cleaner releases and pre-snap motion and stuff like that. But you know, the, the factor that I'm watching in this game most is Purdue's pass rush. Caden uh, Jenkins is one of the best pass rushers in the Big Ten. He's fifth in pass rush productivity in the country right now. Him and Nick Scorkin are one of the best pass rushing duos. It doesn't get a lot of acclaim in the Big Ten, but keep an eye on that pass rush. If Minnesota's in a spot where they're unsuccessful on first and second down, uh, that's when Purdue's pass rush could take over. So pass protection and early down efficiency are going to be really important in this game.
3: All right, Daniel. So, you know, I, I've said this for the last couple of weeks. Uh, to me, it still stands true, and I'll say it again. I'll repeat it for the final time. I think that this is the – I think the season's on the line here. Like, in terms of getting to bowl eligibility, I think you've got to win tomorrow because I think it's going to be tough the final two games. I just don't like those matchups. Your thoughts on tomorrow's game against Purdue because if they don't win tomorrow, th- this team might not be going bowling.
4: Well, absolutely. This is a must win situation. Yeah. Uh, this is a team you should beat on the road. Uh, you don't win this game. You got Ohio State on the road next week. You're hosting Wisconsin at home, which you don't know what's going to happen in that game. It'll be a competitive one to, to end the season. So, I mean, if you don't win that game, then you're putting yourself in a spot where you've got to grind a win out to get bowl eligibility. And the bowl eligibility is huge for player development. You know, you see. Some of these players that are less experienced, they've been getting time this season, but people don't talk enough about the additional practice time that bowl games allow for you to work with players and develop them. If you don't get that, that hurts you. So I think for the program, this is a game that you have to win to put yourself in the best position for success moving forward because it's it's critical to player development
3: yeah no i'm totally with you all right so let me ask you this we're talking to daniel house from uh, gopherguru.com here on the lake show on news talk 830 WCCO. we got a good slate of games this weekend my man i, I know that you're probably going to be just mm-hmm. sitting around with the multiple devices and tvs going on what is your favorite game of the weekend or, or the one that you anticipate the most that you're going to have fun watching
4: I can't wait for Ole Miss in Georgia. You know, Jackson Dart, a quarterback for Ole Miss, has been thriving with Lane Kiffin, who's very innovative offensively. But the key in that game, what I'll be watching for, is Ole Miss rushing attack. Judkins and Bentley, what a duel. Judkins is going to be somebody the NFL teams fall in love with. Georgia's shown some vulnerability on perimeter runs this year, so I would say that Kiffin's going to come out with a very creative run game plan, try to control the clock. Uh, you know, basically shorten the game down and try to uh, bleed out some drives and convert points. Uh, And then, you know, you look at Georgia overall on offense. Brock Bowers might be back. Avarious Sims, one of their best tackles. So this is two really good SEC teams going at it with Lane Kiffin, who's a great offensive mind, versus Kirby Smart on defense. A lot of talent on the field and and should be maybe a closer game than people are, are anticipating on paper.
3: Hey, let me ask you about a specific game out west. It's a late game. I I think that I'm going to grab some pizza, even though I shouldn't be eating pizza right now. I've I've eaten pretty clean this week, but I'm going to grab me a pizza tomorrow from the Tufts. uh, And and, and go and watch, sit on the couch and watch Oregon and USC. The reason why I want to ask you about that game is because people think that Oregon is going to beat USC handedly. I think the Vegas line on this game is something like 15 and a half or something like that, whatever. Now, USC has struggled. We know that USC's defense hasn't been very good, whatever. But I just feel like there's something sneaky that could occur tomorrow night with USC going into Oregon.
4: Well, you know these type of games are always crazy where there will be a ton of points scored. And now you you look at USC this week firing Alex Grinch, their defensive coordinator, so they'll have a bit of a different philosophy maybe on defense, how do they approach the game. I really want to get a look at Bo Nix Lake. I'm a huge fan of his game in a draft process, what he's been able to do accuracy wise, one of the better red zone quarterbacks in the country. Uh, USC's defense is just so poor fundamentally, like just tackling yep. discipline scheme wise. I mean it's one of the worst defenses in the country for fundamentals. I mean I studied defenses all off season. And I said USC was probably one of the worst overall. So what do they do now with a coordinator being gone? There's a fresh approach Possibly get them to play better on defense. I don't. I don't know. I think that Bucky Irving is going to have a very very nice game. Former Gopher and uh, Oregon's going to run away with it. All
3: right. Yes or no? Gophers become bowl eligible tomorrow.
4: Gophers become bowl eligible tomorrow. I'm I'm feeling a win. I think they're going to have success running the football tomorrow uh, with some schemes that will attack the type of fronts that Purdue likes to run. So that's what I'm banking on.
3: GophersGuru.com. It's Daniel House from Gophers Guru. Hey, Daniel, always a pleasure having you on the show, my man. Have an awesome weekend.
4: You too. Enjoy the great games. All
3: right, take care. That's Daniel House joining us here on the Lake Show. All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, I got to tell you, man, don't call it a comeback, but it's the return of steak and ale in Minnesota. We get to that next year on the Lake Show.
5: Steak and Ale is coming back. You guys remember the chain, the steakhouse
3: chain that left the Twin Cities 15 years ago? It's coming back. According to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, Steak and Ale, which uh, is owned by legendary restaurant brands, which also owns Bennegan's, previously announced that it was reviving both brands across several states. The first Steak and Ale often credited as the inventor of the salad bar. I did not know that. So this is kind of a, a, a history lesson for me. Is coming to Burnsville, uh, specifically to the Best Western Premier Nicolet Inn at uh, 14, um, uh, 14201 Nicolet Avenue South. The hotel will soon become a Wyndham Hotel Nicolet Inn, it sounds like. So the new steak and ale will be 6,000 square feet plus a patio. It will seat up to 225 customers and will handle all food and beverage for the hotel. The restaurant also will house a host kitchen for a Bennigan's. All right, so I love this. And you guys know me. I am into nostalgia. I am back-in-the-day guy. Not back-in-the-day guy as in, like, everything in the world in 2023 is terrible and I wish we could go back to the 70s and 80s. That's, That's not what I'm saying. I do think about... Yesteryear, and I think about back when I was much younger, right, or I was a kid, and how simpler the times were in the cool places that you had. you guys know that one of the, my favorite memories and favorite places of all time is Shinders, stuff like that, or going to the um uh, going to the bowling alley or going right downtown to uh to Pops, which was the uh, it was the uh, the video game spot that is it was right around the corner now from where the uh, the gay 90s is now. But the bottom line is Steak and Ale is a legendary name, and it's coming back, all right? If you had to give a few names of places that you would like to return, and we're just throwing out just just names of places that we miss, which and we're talking strictly food. We're talking about restaurants here. Which ones would you offer up? Love to get some reaction on the text line, or you can call in at 651-461. Nine two two six. That number again, 651-461-9226. We call that the City's One Plumbing Talk Text Line because Steak and Ale is a place that's returning. But if you just go ahead and throw a couple others in the mix, what would you throw in there? There was something that came up early in the week on the show. Remember Fuddruckers? I mean, I would love a Fuddruckers. We could take a Fuddruckers again, but I'll give you a, a, a couple names. One of them they mentioned here and they also are owned by this legendary restaurant branch company. Did you ever like Benegins? I liked Benegins.
2: Uh Bennegan's was I I it's been a while, a long while since I, I think I've been in one. Oh it's been forever for it, me. If if I remember correctly, it was okay. It was you know, just your standard Restaurant, you know. I'm not of- saying
3: it was. Spe- I'm not saying it was managed or anything like that. Yeah, but with certain chains, though, at a certain point in your life, like when you're a teenager, like that's a, that's a place where you go with your friends or sure. with the day whatever, and you feel good about being there.
2: Sure, you know. Yeah, there's there's a uh, there's a place in Kansas City. Uh, you probably have heard of this place. It, it's not it's not a trendier place. It was more of a classic type of diner look.
3: Winsteads. Oh yeah, I'm not necessarily a yeah Winstead fan. Oh, uh, well they, uh, they they tout the burger.
2: Yeah, I mean the, it, it, it was it wasn't anything special. Was, overrated. It was it was the feel. It was the classic diner feel, kind of like Mickey's here mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. But no, I had those it's, places. But it's a chain. It's a chain though. Yeah, down it's there. because
3: it's more there's more Winstead. No, that's what I'm saying. Like here, yes. Mickey's is one spot. In Kansas City, there's multiple different winters. Right. Yes.
2: But but it's just that, that whole feel. The the feel of the of the classic Dinah, the classic 60s spot. You know, it you're you're going back to those places where you went to as a kid, you know, like you said, Benigans and some of these other places. Yep. The arcade, I would have loved to have seen that arcade back in the day. The Pops
3: arcade? Yeah. Oh, it was it was happening, man. It was a happening spot. But I'd love to get some reaction. Six five one, four six one, nine two two six. I'm gonna tell you right now, the text line. It's already got me in my feelings. How about this one from the 763? Arthur's Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. That was awesome. Arthur Treacher's was awesome. That was good. Now, that wasn't of my recollection because Arthur Treacher's was – that wasn't necessarily like – um, that wasn't a sit-down, sit-down, I didn't feel like. Somebody can call me in and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, hands down, Fuddruckers, Boston Market. I did like Boston Market. Boston Market was kind of like a Sunday deal that, in my high school days, when I was in high school, um, w- whether it was the rotisserie chicken or the meatloaf, whatever, we would go to Boston Market at least once a month.
2: I, I I missed. I do miss Boston Market. I miss that place. I used to go there. the the one up in Roseville. They replaced with a Chipotle, but that was around when I was here, and I used to go there a few times. I, I liked that place. This one, 651 six five one, two different numbers back to back.
3: Cattle company, a lot of people loved cattle. I got to be honest, I think I only went to cattle company one time uh, back in the day. Um, where else? Ponderosa.
2: Ponderosa.
3: I, now, House. now that's going back in the day. I don't have any recollection of Ponderosa. To be honest,
2: I went to one. I went to a couple when I was really young. Because yeah, it's it's been gone for a while. But yeah, I remember. I, yeah, Ponderosa is uh, that's that's one of those. I don't think they ever had these restaurants up here. They similar ones might be at Perkins, but Shoney's. Um Oh Shoney's, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. It, it, I don't think it got up here to the upper Midwest. That's more of a Midwest and Southern.
3: But it's yeah, elsewhere, yeah.
2: But it's but it's those kind of restaurants are going away a little bit. You, you you don't see them around as much anymore.
3: Uh Embers, bring back Embers. I think that there's an Embers that's open actually. I think that the Embers in Minnesota is over in Fridley. Let me double check that. I'm pretty sure that there's an Embers that's still open, I thought. Or maybe I'm wrong. Embers Restaurant. I could be wrong. Maybe they're all gone. Oh no, I am wrong. The last remaining Embers closed for good, Hiawatha and Lake. That was a few years ago. That was this 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 is from March of 2021. So Embers is done. Why well, did not know that Embers was was totally done? 651 461 9226. I don't know if you know about this I, this I don't I'm not familiar with, I got to be honest with you. Bob's Big Boy? What is that? What well, what is Bob's Big Boy?
2: That's the uh you know the little the little Cupid doll looking thing that that held up the burger. Uh it was it was it was kind of like a dull-looking figure, but a bigger, pudgier kid that, that, that held That was the, the billboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it lit up. Yeah, I believe that's spot. I think big, I've seen it, but I don't boy. think I've ever eaten there. Yeah. I don't think I've eaten there, but I do remember what the logo is. Yeah.
3: Now, I, I got to uh, give it to this person for the six five one because you've knocked it out the park. I truly do miss Bridgman's. Bridgman's was unbelievable. I loved Bridgman's. Bridgman's was really good. I mean, who, who didn't like Bridgman's ice cream? And the one that I remember vividly is the one that was in Brooklyn Park. I remember that one. Um, now, now I will say this. Of all the, the places that I was thinking of earlier, the one that I totally – I didn't know that there was still one out there, and there is. And I guess it's in Egan. There's a Houlihan's. Oh, man, I've always been a Houlihan's fan. Like Hula hands, back when you, you know, when you get your, like your first job, like in your early twenties, like not first job, I'm talking about like first job, like out of college and you're getting just a few dollars in your pockets and you're feeling like you're an adult, you're adulting for the first time. Hula hands was kind of my spot. Hula hands is kind of like, oh yeah, I'm going to take me a hot date to Houlihan's. Like I loved Houlihan's. Oh, we're going to do the happy hour. Oh, I'm rich. I got $50 in my pocket. Houlihan's was nice. So, but, I, but the last Hula hands that I ever went to was the one in Richfield. There was there was the one in Richfield that I had went to, but if you go and you look on the interweb, you go to the Google machine, they say that there's one in Egan. So I'm going to check, I'm going to text my girl uh, Tina Rexing from T-Rex Cookies and ask her, get confirmation, be like, there's a hula hands that's still out there and available. All right, six five one, four six one, nine two two six. I I know we got a phone call. Let me take a quick break. Dwayne in Brooklyn Center. Um hold through the break. I'll get to you first out of the break after weather. You're on the lake show. Steak and Ale's coming back. What else should come back? 651-461-9226. Oh, I got some other candidates here. Text line is weighing in, 651-461-9226. Well, let's take a phone call from Dwayne in Brooklyn Center. What's up, Dwayne?
0: Hey, hi. Good evening. Uh, do you guys remember uh, the Lincoln Dell? The what? The Lincoln Dale.
3: The Lincoln Dale. No. you I, you got to help me with that one. What was the Lincoln Dale?
0: It was a uh, – we went in there and to close up the bars a lot of times. I think it was one of them in Edina, and it was really a, a, a real nice place to eat um, um, that late at night. Or even even during the day, it was a good place to eat. But um, they were very popular. They've been gone for quite a while. But the Tell was very nice.
3: All right, so let me ask you this: what, what, would, you, what would you, just to, just to kind of give me a reference point, what would you compare to in, in modern day times?
0: Well, um, modern day time, I think would be just a good a good place to um, to go for um, a lunch, and uh, either either during the day or after the bars would close. Okay. Um, okay. We we'd always have sandwiches there, all kinds of different sandwiches. Remember that yeah good 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 desserts and they uh, I think there's only two or three of them in the last I think there were any dinah for the last one i remember so.
3: okay, all right, thanks so much for the phone call. I really do appreciate it thanks thanks so much dwayne dwayne checking in six five one four six one nine two two six uh the text line has reminded me of something, and I appreciate this text from the nine five two and they're hundred percent right. I am underestimating the lifeline for Houlihan's. There is a Houlihan's in Chanhassen. So, and you know what? And this is the thing. I drive past it all the time. Because whenever I go to uh, uh, Lifetime in Chanhassen and I'm driving back into the city, it's on my right side. Right when I pass, well, clearly you pass um, Paisley Park and you're coming back in whatever. And then when you start to get around, like the Target is on your left-hand side and then also where the Chick-fil-A is on your left-hand side, if you look to the right, there's uh, some restaurants to your right, and there's a hotel over there. It's like a Best Western or something like that, whatever. But anyway, yes, there's a Hula Hands and Chan. So yes, there's a couple of Hula Hands now. That's kind of made my day. Now this one, a few people have said, I need a little bit of help with it though, because my, as I get older, I'm just I'm getting worse with my memory. But help me with Shakey's, Shakey's Pizza, Shakey's Pizza. I'm not that. that I'm at a loss for that one. Shakey's Pizza, I need a little bit of help with. 651-461-9226. I will give you something, though, and I know that there are so many people out there listening and they can get behind this. And I know specifically my guy, Dwayne, in Brooklyn Center is probably going to feel the same way. But there's one place I've absolutely always loved, and I haven't been in so, so long, and I do believe that it is still open. And when I say this, you guys will say, Yeah, that place was very special because it's so old school. Does anybody out there on the text line or listening remember 50's Grill in Brooklyn? I guess that technically be Brooklyn Center. Do you guys remember the 50's Grill? You walk in, it's it's like the malt shop. You walk in and it's like super old school. It's almost like you're walking in and it was, um, I'm waiting for the Fonz. I'm going to see the Fonz. He's going to come over and, and talk to me for a couple of minutes. That's what the fifties grill. That's how I feel about the fifties. That was a super awesome place. Also from the text line from the six five one, they mentioned Shakeys also, but they also say Chichi's. I love Chichi's back in the day. Chichi's was really really good stuff. All right, let's take some more phone calls here. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Let's go to Bob. Bob in South Minneapolis. What you got, Bob?
5: Henry, you don't you don't remember Shakeys? I don't remember Shakeys. They serve fun at Shakey's, also pizza. (laughs) That's the jingle.
3: I like that. I like that. So when did it go
5: away? It it was an old style. uh, The reason I remember it is when my buddies and I had season tickets to the North Stars when we were in uh, high school, we'd go to the Shakey's out on Highway 12 in St. Louis Park after the game. And they had a side for adults and their families that served beer. And then they had a small side. For the underage crowd, and we always used to eat in there after the North Star kids. Yeah, and they Shaky had great pizza, pizza. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was a chain. And yeah, they're they're long gone. Uh, do you uh, remember the jingle for the Embers?
3: I do not. Somebody just mentioned Embers a couple minutes ago. Do you got it? You got it on hand? Go ahead. Take oh, you a sh- bet. Take a you shot. Bet. Take a shot.
5: Breakfast, lunch, or dinner—every meal's a winner. Remember the Embers.
3: I love it. I love it. This is my favorite segment of the week.
5: Oh man! Hey, thanks for the and phone call. You know the oh, place that I the place I used to go to with my folks, and this was a special occasion place, Charlie's Cafe Exceptional in downtown Minneapolis.
3: Charlie's Cafe Exceptional.
5: Yeah, and they had a potato salad uh, uh, recipe that people were trying to get out of the owner. And the owner, his husband, the husband and wife, they took it to their grave. They had some. They had some things on their menu. Uh, the, the exceptional was a uh, was a, an apt uh, description because you couldn't get it anywhere else in town, and they would not share the secret uh, recipe with anyone. Uh, and one last thing before I let you go. Yep. yep. My son worked uh, advance for the Obama administration. And he told the president that you wanted his autograph, and my son got one for you. So you and I need to hook up sometime so I can pass this on to you. Oh, man. We'll put him on hold. Because on the air one night, you mentioned that you would love to have a Barack Obama autograph. Absolutely. And I got one waiting for you.
3: All right. Well, I'm going to have Jonathan Lowe put you on hold because I would love to get a -A 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 hold of that. And thank you so much. That was very thoughtful of Bob's son to do that. That's awesome. Man, there are actually people that like me. In this world, there are people that actually like me. 8651-461-9226. This from the text line, it says, uh, isn't 50's Grill still open? Yeah, I think that it is open. I'm pretty sure that it's still open. I think that I've driven past it when I'm going down uh, Brooklyn Boulevard. A couple people, a bunch of people are weighing in. 50's Grill is open. Um, It says uh, 50's, just some of them were around, known for special pancakes, Dutch, Excellent place. Uh, oh, thank you so much for the compliment. Uh, always an awesome show. I always appreciate you. Thank you so much. I, I will say this. The, 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 there are a couple places that if they were to ever close, I would totally be heartbroken. Okay? Totally heartbroken. And those couple of places, and I can take some more of your phone calls if you'd like here because we can always push back headlines a little bit. 651 uh, 461 I'm going down memory lane. Uh, 50's Grill is awesome. But there's a couple of places that if they were ever closed, I would be totally heartbroken. The first is, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but Original Pancake House. You like the Original Pancake House?
2: It's one of my jams, man. It, it,
3: it's, it's Which one do you go to? Because I, now I haven't been in years, but I, I used to live, because when I lived in Eden Prairie, I literally could walk to the original Pancake House right there in Needham.
2: I live basically across 36 from the Roseville location. Oh, okay. So I, I go. I don't go there like I'm not there every week or every other week, but I've I've been there quite a few times. Quite yeah, a few times.
3: I mean, they're, 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 I think that you could make the argument that their breakfast is about as good as you're going to find, and it's super packed in the morning. I don't know if it's if it well if it's super packed anymore because it used to be packed all the time.
2: They're still packed. Oh, okay. There's still I'll I'll go in and I may get something on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um just getting to go. I usually don't sit sit down and eat there, but I'll get it to go and I'll I'll be there maybe 2 o'clock to pick it up. Cause and they close at 3, I think. They close at 3. Yep. And you still got a line of people coming, you know, into into the uh, waiting, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to get a table? It's, it's so it's packed. so good.
3: It's so good. But I think that there's only like I want to say two or three. Um, I think there are
2: four. I know there's Edina. There's
3: Edina, which is right across in the Galleria.
2: Yes. Yep. Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie. Yep. Roseville, and there is another one I'm forgetting. I'll I'll look it up and and uh, let you know.
3: Okay. All right. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. We'll come back more. Of your phone calls here on the Lake Show. All right. Back with you. 651-461-9226. My memory's bad. Maybe I had COVID a couple times. Or, or maybe it's just the fact that I'm old. Certain things I remember, certain things I don't. Hopefully I have some of the facts straight. Some of the facts I don't. Well, they're not facts because they're not uh, 100% right. But but let's check in with Randy, who's on the road. He uh, wanted to weigh in on, on this conversation.
6: Uh, hey, Randy. How are you? I want to clear Good, I want to clarify one thing. The last Ember was on Central uh, in Sidley. It was a franchise called, like, Dave's Embers, which closed about three, four years ago.
3: And so, so that um, was that was the one that's right in front of the Target there, right?
6: Yes. Yes. yes.
3: But it's closed now, though, right? That,
6: yeah, that was a franchise. The other 25 stores they had here in South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa, were, we're all corporate, right? That was a franchise store. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And the other thing, that just for your listeners, they might be interested in this, uh, there was a restaurant you might have heard of it in Atlanta called um, Oh God, Paul no, Pearson's. Pearson's. It's Pearson's. Yeah, it's Pearson's. But the original Pearson's was a drive-through, a drive-in with a counter on Hiawatha in the '60s and '70s, and people don't realize this; they are the home. Of where the big burger started, way before McDonald's. Okay. They had a, a big burger. So, a lot of people that are probably, I'm in my 70s, will remember Paul Pierce's. Nice. So, I just thought I'd call that. That was one of the better places, and great breakfast they had there.
3: All right, thanks for the phone so, call from from Randy checking in and, okay. and, and 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 I like and I like how he clarified between the corporate versus the franchise in terms of the embers cuz I that was the one that I thought was at the end of the line that whether it was open or just recently closed was the one right there on Central um in um and I guess technically is that Fridley or Columbia Heights right there where the Target is right there off of uh, 694.
2: Uh I think Fridley?
3: I think it's Fridley. I think it's Fridley. Hey, real quick, the other place that I was going to mention that if it was to ever close, I would just be heartbroken is if if I say if I say downtown Minneapolis and I say Washington, what would you think?
2: You gotta be more specific. I drive Washington all the way up and no, down. No.
3: Old school downtown on Washington.
2: I would think bunkers. No, maybe? before you get to bunkers from here. Before you get to bunkers, uh, Restaurant. Oh, uh, um, um, the steak place. What's the steak place? JD Hoyts. Yes, that's it. Yes. JD Hoyts.
3: If, if if I love Pat, Pat is amazing. Pat Montague is amazing. There's memories there, man. In terms of JD Hoyts, we all, everybody feels a certain way about a specific uh, place. I love J.D. Hoyts. I don't go as often as I should. I know Pat's going to get on me. But um, I love J.D. Hoyts. Just the ambiance is old school. I think about sharing pork chop orders with Jesse Ventura in the late 90s. I remember sharing a buddy bowl with Dark Star just a week before he passed away like i just there's i mean when i go in there the, the the people that i've sat and had the dinners with and and we typically like there's certain i won't get into the specifics of which teams but there are there are a couple of teams nba teams that that's where we go and we hang out and just kind of congregate as as old friends whatever whenever those teams are in town um but yeah i love jd hoyts man so jd hoyts definitely is in that mix original pancake house definitely in that mix and now at some point this weekend, what I got to do, I just got to go to 50s Grill at some point. I got to go bless myself and go to 50s Grill. I got to go to 50s Grill because a lot of people are. And by the way, somebody just sent me the website. Yeah, no, I've had the website up for like the last 30 minutes because when I brought up 50s Grill, I had to go there. Uh, 50s Grill, um, I've learned or uh, been, it's been reminded of me of, there's several locations, I guess now, of Hula Hands here in Minnesota. So I will take that. What'd you have for dinner today? I'll have it after the show. Oh, you kind of like me then. And by the way, yeah, I I'm, usually I usually eat late. Yeah, I'm a I'm a eat late guy too. I, I do the intermittent fasting. And by the way, I sh- I, I just refreshed it. The Chan Hassan one is the only one I guess that's open now. On the web earlier, it showcased if you do a Google search, that there was an Egan location. It doesn't show that that's available now. So what do you know? That's why you uh utilize the Google machine, all right, coming up next um what has negatively impacted the presidential campaign of Ron DeSantis beyond his policies? I'll tell you what next on the lake Show.